Have you ever heard the anecdote that the absence of leadership is more apparent than leadership itself? Please take a moment and join us as we dive into that pithy but weighty statement. Hey folks, I'm here with George Belsky and we wanted to follow up on some requests we received lately from our RF Factor audience. You asked us to hear more about leadership concepts in short form, so we figured we would give it a shot and see what we can cover in 10 or 15 minutes or so. The first topic we wanted to tackle was the appearance of leadership itself. George, what are your thoughts on this? What say you? Yeah, I would, uh, I, I would agree with that. Um, you know, nature uh, abhors a vacuum. So uh, whenever there is a, a vacuum in leadership, something's going to fill it up. And it's more noticeable in an organization that has an established hierarchy. So if you've got a first-line supervisor, you've got a mid-level manager, you've got an executive, and they're not doing those things leaders do, it becomes readily uh, obvious to everybody else. And then something is going to try to fill that vacuum, whether it's formally or more likely informally. What I hear you saying is people thirst for leadership. And when it doesn't meet expectations, then that's when all that consternation starts to occur. But if it's filled, you don't really hear anything. Yeah, it's if uh, I know we make a point of it now uh, to thank people when things are going right. But, you know, in the old days, if things are going right, you never heard from the boss. You only heard from the boss when something was wrong. So um, leadership is kind of like that. So if the leader's doing good stuff, there's, there's no questions about it. Uh, he or she is just doing their thing and moving the team and the organization forward. When that's not there, then we really start to see, hey, something's missing. Something, something isn't making this all I, I click. I want to grab a prop real quick, and I know you're going to be familiar with it. Um, it's, uh, you remember this book? <laughs> yeah, I I, uh, <laughs> I used it uh, quite a, quite a bit. It's right. now in its sixth yes. edition. And yeah, what what I like about this, or what I should say, what struck me when I first read it was, and I think it sort of speaks to what we're describing here. It's it, that it's tough to it's tough to find a, a leader um, because they come in all different shapes and sizes. However, good leaders have traits that uh, carry out and and look just just pulling right from the book here you know one is that they they challenge the process they inspire a shared vision they enable others to act they model the way and they encourage the heart and i think for our discussion tonight is that the absence of those attributes um are become apparent and certainly, uh, there's a detriment or there's an impact when they're not there. 
thoughts? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Right. So uh, the great thing about Kuzis and Posner's book, that leadership challenge, is that they came to these conclusions not by doing necessarily academic study, but by polling both um, bosses and their constituents on, you know, every continent except Antarctica. <laughs> Apparently, penguins don't fill out surveys as as well as as well as everybody else does. And and over the the thirty or so years, thirty plus years that they've been doing this. Um, they asked, they asked both the leader and the constituent, what was, what was the boss doing or what were you doing when everything was clicking, right? What did that, what did that look like? And so they distilled down these five exemplary leadership practices. You talk about modeling the way, inspiring a shared vision, challenging the process, enabling others to act and encouraging the heart. And, um, they use that as the basis for these things that exemplary leaders do. Um, so what's interesting about that in their, in their other studies, um, they found the top four characteristics that people look for in their leaders were honesty. They wanted them to be forward-looking. They wanted them to be competent, and they wanted them to be inspirational. Those four traits in, in their years of study, those, those four wind up in the top, you know, five, six, seven, eight the most. They may switch places depending on the years, and one may drop from number two to number five, but consistently, those four traits... Um, are what what people look for. And you and I know, and and everybody who's listening knows, you know when those traits are missing out of your organization. So that absence of leadership, that absence of honesty in the organization, that absence of being able to look forward, uh, that absence of being confident, or that absence of um, inspiration. Somebody or something is then going to fill that void, and the constituents, the troops, they they see it right away. So, George, what advice do you have for aspiring leaders? Oh, I think the first thing uh, you need to do as an aspiring leader, and I think uh, as you move up the food chain, right, from first line to, to midline to executive, uh, you still you have to go you have to do this process continually. And one of those things is you have to know yourself. You have to know who you are as an individual. What are your strengths? What are your, what are your weaknesses? Right. And I know in the 21st century, we're not supposed to say I have a weakness. It's an area. I need. It's a weakness. Okay. It's something you need to do better. Um, the leadership is a contact sport. So, if if that's going to hurt you, you know, to say you have a weakness, leadership isn't for you. So um, we need to do that, right? And how do we do that? Uh, continuing education, continuing self-introspection. You know, what can I do better? What did I hit really well with that? How do you know? Ask people. 
as a as a boss, I always, you know, when we would sit down and do our uh, performance evaluations, one of the first questions I asked is, you know, I, I tried to ask was, what am I doing right? What do I need to work on? You know, are you getting from me those things you need? So we sit down and talk about, hey, this is what your job is. Here's what my expectations are, blah, blah, blah. How often do we sit back and say, okay, as your boss, as your leader, what are you expecting from me? And once we know those things, uh, that that opens George, that I up. I can't believe. thank you enough for your insight, and uh, I appreciate it, my friend. Be safe. Absolutely.